Hello and welcome to Meet the Parents, a podcast where we talk about the good, the bad and the funny of parenting and beyond. It's me, Diona Doherty. And you, Sean Haggerty. Diona Doherty's husband. <laughs> Here, what a haircut. Thank you. Let's get straight in. This one. Love it. Um, I coming on there, I've just been like it. Or was it you, you said it was like Victoria Beckham? Mm-hmm. What could I be instead of Posh Spice? What Spice Girl could I be? Um, Over the bridge space. <laughs> oh, oh, out of date space. What one does nobody use? Cumin. <laughs> what is it? Cumin. What's that? You wouldn't know because you don't cook anything. Cumin. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's a space. Right. That do the wee herb and spice basket we have in the cupboard. Yeah. Have you ever looked on it? Yeah, there's a few times I've tried to get stuff and because it's above the kettle, everything's just hard as the road and stuck to it. So you have to either take a knife to it and like <laughs> yeah. batter it round and shake it and bang it and stuff yeah. or just go, this is for the bin. Yeah, but then you don't, the bin. Bland. you don't put it in the bin, you put it back up. You're just okay. like... How long do those last those? This is so niche what we're about to talk about. But like, how long did your herbs and spices last? They last years. I remember when I moved to Belfast when I was 18, my ma bought me, do we see them at Christmas time and like Debenhams and all? Like a big rack of like third egg yeah. <laughs> circular. Like Two thir- rows. Yeah, loads yeah. of herbs and spices. And people have those for life. Hmm. Like you get that bought to you and like your wedding, shit present, and you'll have it forever. Yeah. And mm. like, there's no sell by date, there's no out of date. On them, there's you just right. I'm back in the game. There's no out of date space. I'm back in the game. Out of date space. I'm I'm back in the business. Yeah. How are you? The last time we were, uh, wasn't the last time. It might have been two episodes ago. But we have never updated people on how you got on solo camping. (laughs) There was a reason why I didn't talk about it (laughs) last week. Because it went horrifically. Is it because you were uncomfortable on that chair with your tail between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> tail between my legs last week. Fucking coffee all down my leg this week. Look at that. Hey, your boner. What's that? It's your phone. Yeah, it's my phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, getting out of the car. You had an, an, an I know. Joe, what I was trying to do. This is typical nice guy finishes last. This is typical Sean scenario. Yeah. I was getting out of the car and I lifted my coffee and I was like, I've got my car keys and stuff. And I was like, no, do you know what? I'll be a gentleman. I'll lift yours out because you had your bag and your laptop and everything. And I didn't know what you were bringing out of the car. So I lifted both coffees, but your lid wasn't on properly. And the second I lifted, I, being the stupid bastard I am, smacked it off the, the steering wheel and it just went all over me. Do you know what you call that? Sabotage. Sabotage. Now nobody will have you. You're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why I do stuff like this? Every single day. I've I stopped noticing how dirty I am. <laughs> <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Context. Do you know like from just like having kids around me all day, I am yeah, constantly yeah. covered in stuff. Remember me the other day? I had shit all down my t shirt and shit all down my shorts. And I was like, if anyone's seen me now. But in saying that there, it's baby shit, which is like yellow oh, yeah, water. Yeah, it's not me on. It's like curry paste. Yeah. It's not like Full, like you've not got a log hanging off your top. <laughs> yeah, but you're holding Rocky, and it's it must be even worse for him. But you're holding him, and he just goes, <laughs> and it just scoots the whole way up his up back. Up his back, and then it goes on you as well. It goes straight through all the layers. You're supposed to fold down the top of the nappy at the back to keep explosions in. Really? Yes. But surely once it gets on the skin, it'll rise. Yeah, but it'll it'll rise until it hits the top of the nappy, and then it'll come back in. 
Whereas, Li- live experiment next week. Let's bring him. <laughs> bring a baby and make him shit. <laughs> just make him shit. <laughs> just feed him full of accidents yeah. the whole way down. Not we go- started uh, weaning him this week. Yeah. No, it's sorry. Before we go on to that, you've avoided the whole thing. How did what? you get on solo camping? Well, I was getting out of the car earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, context. For a millennia, you have talked about you're Holly this Williams. camper guy. Mm-hmm. You even you've even come today dressed like a guy who should be cutting cutting wood. Like that's how you have always envisioned yourself alone. But are you not into a big rugged woodcutter kind of guy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still trying to find him. <laughs> Show me those, where he is. Do you ever see those videos on like Instagram and TikTok? And it's just like men just chopping wood, and the women are reposting it, and the women are like basically about to fucking DJ with themselves just <laughs> watching being like oh this is it's unbelievable so like, weird it's though. just a man cutting wood do something that'll never make me want to get my jizz on sweat do mm. people like an old sweaty man like in the gym or like a fireman maybe getting sweaty come down the pole it's not much work though <laughs> <laughs> Are you just thinking of what calendars you've owned in the past? <laughs> I don't know why I think that, that's the guy who'd be covered in sweat. He's near a fire, it's warm. <laughs> I remember. You know, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want a sweaty guy, I get a shower first. Well, what are you into? Clean guys. Clean guys. <laughs> clean showered. Do me take well, it into groomed. my boxers? Yeah. Neither you nor I are, are ever relatively clean. I thought you were going to say you're right. Don't have clean boxers on right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so, no. Right? You've always went on about wanting to go camping on your own. You tried it before, didn't work. You came home early and like you've been going on about it. I think it's because you've just been dying for like a bit of a lone time. I think you feel like being out in the wilderness like will be the answer to all your problems. You'll come home the next day as somebody who's like had a oh, like an epiphany. Yeah, like Joey from Friends coming back stinking of fish. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking that could be me. Minus the fish. Yeah. I just think of smoke from firewood. So, talk us through it. Right. Did you stay out all night? Long story short, at the beginning. No. <laughs> what time did you come home? I came home about two in the morning. See, getting in the bed beside you that night was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Really? Yeah. But it, that it probably didn't like have anything to do with me. It, no, it, it did. It was nice, just feeling warm skin and you know being dry. I think I came home and got a shower in there before I got into bed. I was, oh, that's I was I like soaking. It. <laughs> 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 Anyone else would have been get in and rub yourself all over me. Just fucking yeah. my socks were ringing, and I was it was it was horrible. So I was driving, and on the way there to the Morns, to the, we went. Yeah, I went to Loch Shanna, which is pretty much like a lake surrounded by mountainous mm-hmm. areas, and a few of the Morns you can see in the distance and stuff. And on the drive there, I was like, oh, I'm pumped for this. I can't wait. You know, I have my backpack, I've everything. I was like. I actually had too much and I was like once I get to the car I'm going to have to get changed I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to bring with me started my ascent we're going to say yeah and after about five minutes I was like I am so fucking bored this is Mm. shite this is because I'm on my own I think Joe which is so funny because the grass is always greener Sean always greener you crave being on your own and then when you are I had half an hour myself about three days ago and after five or ten minutes of me flicking through the TV I was like Maybe it's a good thing that I have kids. Because then, do you know what was even scarier? Being left with your own thoughts. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> no thanks. Do you know what we did? Do you know what we did no, recently? No, finish the camping no. story. <laughs> You're avoiding this massively. <laughs> what happened? So instead of you taking your cup out, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I got to where I needed to go to 
It was about an hour and 15 minutes walk. Got up by the lake, set my tent up. It's the first time I'd bought this one-man tent off Facebook Marketplace. There's got up to the top tent. of the mountain, got my tent set up. It, it, it was just as a storm was about to hit. I didn't check the weather before I went, which is the key thing to do when you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't check the weather. I was like, if the if it holds off rain until I get in my tent when it starts to get dark, because I'm not sitting out in the dark on my own. Yeah. Then once I get into my tent, it's just me and my thoughts. But if I can not think about the outside and who's going to try and finger me and stuff in the middle of the night yeah. and throw rocks on top of me, like dropping rocks on top of me it's, when I'm sleeping. It's so funny the way like, you've gone camping, right? There's nobody about for ages. No. But you're convinced that somebody knew you were going to go, followed you the whole way up and cannot wait to throw rocks at your tent. <laughs> in the middle of the night. It's <laughs> like, that's what all they've yeah. got to do themselves. Just sitting there freezing from like seven o'clock with me in my tent, just going, this will be worth it at four in the morning if he doesn't go home. Yeah. But it's like you were trying to punish yourself so that the next day you'd feel a sense of achievement. I think that's what it was. No, I wasn't trying to punish myself. I just, I, I wanted to do it. I like the thought of getting up in the morning and it's like, you know, it's the, the sun's just coming over the mountains and you're just having a wee coffee and just relaxing. But I just, I one, can't be alone with my own thoughts and two, I have so... No, that sounds darker than it is. You mean you'd get yeah, bored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you, you find and yourself I'm an overthinker <laughs> too. I'm an overthinker and a worrier as well. Yeah. So that obviously doesn't help. And you're guilt-ridden all the time if you leave me with the kids. So all I think you'd be like, well, I'm here and she's at home yeah, sleeping yeah. in a warm bed. Yeah. So uh, with a clean man. So mm -hmm. I ended up... Um, the tent, about nine o'clock, one of the corners of the tent blew off and it started like blowing into my face. Where's the corner blow off? Because you have to like peg each corner down of the tent. So one of right. the corners came off. What do you think? <laughs> the corners just like detached. There was a hole. No, no. The corners. <laughs> just me okay. looking outside all night. So it stopped being tied down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the peg came off. It started blowing in my face. It was pissing down. You said it was like being inside a plastic bag? It was I. It was like if I in got a wind. plastic bag now and like held the two handles, pushed a bit of air in it, and then just started just battering it over your face. That's what it was like <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. And I watched a few podcasts, watched a few videos. And when you're watching them, you don't think of the outside. You're just like, wise up. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. as soon as you turn that off, you're like, but did I? there could be a man out there just checking the tent in front of me. Do you know what I mean? So you packed your shit up and got so home. So I thought I can sit here and endure this all night, go home with no sleep. Try and stay awake all day, minding kids and whatever, trying to be a good husband. Or I can just pack up now, face my fears, and walk down the mountain. Oh, was it scary walking down the mountain oh, in the middle of the night? Fucking hell. Pitch black? The worst? Like. What did you apply for a week before you did this? Alone. <laughs> Channel 4 show where you go out to Alaska for <laughs> three months on your own. <laughs> Survive with just a knife and a backpack? <laughs> Never go happen. I think I'll do Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I packed all my stuff up. I was like, this, this, I ended up get, feeling a wee bit scared because one of my fears, one of the things I wanted to do before I turned 40 was conquer a few of my fears. Yeah. And a few days after I went camping, I went to a concert on my own as well. Yes, because that's what I think all this is. So you're turning 40 now on the 1st of December. So it's literally like a couple of weeks before your 40th. And I think you were just trying to like push yourself a wee bit. Yeah, things yeah. are different. And the other thing is you went to see the streets by yourself, which mm -hmm. is like such a, like whenever you were like, I months ago you told me, sometimes you tell me you're going to do something and I was like, <laughs> and I don't really question it because like, I know it sort of won't happen maybe sometimes yeah. but whenever you said you were going to just buy a ticket and go see the streets by yourself I was like yep yeah. and then you did buy the ticket and I still thought in fact you were going to not go right up until you went 
Which is typical of me. Yeah. It's what I do. And you went and had the time of your life. Yeah, I loved it. It was class. I was I was near going back this week to Liverpool by myself again to go again. To, I know, but then I won't let you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's because I've got work on. But the... The, the funny thing is, is like you came back from the streets and you were like, I had the best time. And like you were showing me videos and you can hear you singing along, like showing, yeah, yeah. and you're there on your own. And for you, you're like, oh my God, I had such a class time. And I wonder if other people around you, like there was some 40 year old guy there <laughs> <laughs> with like an axe <laughs> after having chopped a bit of wood. Yeah. A plastic bag, backpack tent hooked yeah. onto him just on his own. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was so good. I don't know if I'd ever want to go to a concert on my own. Do you know what? I, I went almost in disguise. I wore a hat and a hoodie and stuff, and I was like, I'm just going to keep my head down hoodie here. Hoodie like you're wearing now? Went into the front row. You wore a hat and your hoodie up like you're going to rob no, the No, I had place. my hoodie down. I had my hoodie down. And I just sort of stood at the front, and I was like, only the front row can see me here, so everyone else behind me, I'm just I'm just whoever, do you know what I mean? No one will Imagine taking those precautions before you go into a concert. I know, I know. Like, that's like, you're like, I'm on a list, so I need to like make sure when I go here, yeah. <laughs> people don't know who I am. And then with the second song, I was all, Mike, I'm over here! Fucking <laughs> his name across my tits and all. Oh, they were like, Travis, I'm pregnant! Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I'm pregnant! Mike, I'm alone! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was... Sorry, who's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> He's the lead singer of the streets. That's all I went for. That's all I know. Fucking who Mike is? Mike Skinner. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Good uh, time. The other thing you're about to say that we did this week is we both took ADHD tests. Well, I took, online. I took new. Yeah, it took a while to take them. Couldn't be nursed. You're too easily distracted. But yeah. um I took an ADHD test. It came back saying I have severe ADHD. I took an anxiety test. It came back saying I had severe anxiety. And I took an autism test. And it came back saying it's highly likely that you have autism. No, you can also take a test which animal you are and it'll say you're a frog. Do you know what I mean? I mean rabbit. <laughs> Do you like there are very, all these things are, you know, I don't know how medically so <laughs> these things are. Yeah. But uh also, I I took the test too, and it said all the same things about me. But I didn't take the the, aut- the autistic one. I just took the ADHD one. But um, I recently in the past few weeks there has been hang since I said I'm on the earlier podcast that, that a, a friend of mine just absolutely diagnosed me one day, and I was all I don't have ADHD. And then since then she's been sending me lengthy voice notes about how I definitely have ADHD. <laughs> and you just yet to listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't listened to the last one. But, um, but that's like me with the doctors. I, I know now. I'm like, I I want to follow this up because I know for a long time I've had stuff that's been wrong with me and I'm having real trouble with like my memory and things like that. Tell everyone about the remote. Yeah. Uh, we have a remote in our big living room. That's it. We have a remote. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news. <laughs> and the OK button on it hasn't worked in about six months. And I knew all I had to do was go on to Amazon Prime and literally just buy a replacement like, like, remote. Like, like one click? Aye. Six, six quid. Aye. The actual one click one buy. Click. And you just slide your finger and it's bought and it comes the next day. And for six months, I didn't buy it. And I actually brought down a fire stick from upstairs so that I only had to press the OK button once to load up the fire stick. And, and we've been not <laughs> using that room yeah. that much because the, 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 the OK button on the remote wasn't really working. Now, you might be like, oh, well, why didn't you order the remote, Dana? Not my world. No. That's not my shit. I feed the babies. Yeah, you you buy the remotes. I buy remotes. It's pretty fair. Um, but it took you, so that's what one of the things. Like it took me so long to do something so so yeah. small. And actually, I can't I can't even count how many times you talked to me about needing to order that remote. And also, how happy were you when you ordered that remote? Oh, I was buzzing. 
He could not wait for that remote to come. Just putting the batteries in. Shake it. <laughs> <laughs> like when that remote came, he went straight into the living room and used it. And sat in there for a while and I remember going to get How's the new remote? I know. It's like, it's how loud are we? It's like, how's the new remote? <laughs> so, so we're boy. currently pitching a series to the BBC, aren't we, for a <laughs> yeah. fly in the wall series? ADHD. Uh, well, it's just like there's a Dona and a Hegarty and it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get that. Yeah, but, uh, but that's the thing. Now I have the hurdle of phoning the doctors to make an appointment. About, and, about and having ADHD. Yeah. And it's going to take another six months. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'll try it's and do it. It's not going to go away, so don't worry. Before I turn 40, I'll try and do it. Ring the doctor and find out. If, I think yeah. I should as well. I think you should. Although, now I don't I don't want to be like uh, presumptuous or disrespectful about, you know, anybody who's on the spectrum or what that looks like in real life. But I don't really, there must be lots of different types of how ADHD presents itself. Because I think you and I probably both have ADHD, but we are very different. It presents itself so differently in us. Hmm. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we both took that same test, but we had all different answers for everything. Yeah. And yet it came up saying we both have it. Imagine it just said everyone had it and it was some <laughs> ploy. Imagine it was like, see the fact that you're taking this test? Yeah, you've got ADHD. Some pharmaceutical company just trying to gain profit yeah. from... At the end of it, it's like you should order these green tablets. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I hate green. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's um, probably what it is. But yeah, it's before you're forty. That can be your. That can be your. Is there anything else you want to achieve before you're forty, or like even just like do, fun night sleep, delicious. I was going to be dirty there, but there's no point. Um, because you've said no before, you'll say no again. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, the, the, well, there was a couple of them that I wanted to do. One of them was camping overnight on my own which I definitely did achieve because I had the long walk back to the car with all my stuff I mean I packed it all up so quickly in such a hurry that it wasn't packed well Uh, the wind was like howling against me I was walking sideways it was pissing down do you know what though I think that that was the best thing you could have ever done because since then you have not spoke about camping but you know what until now it's like when my kids watch Fortnite videos or Minecraft videos and you're like We've paid a hundred quid for that game. Go play the game. Oh, don't, they're don't watching watch somebody else, else play it. Because I, I watch people camping and hiking and doing things like that all the time, building stuff in the woods, all the time. Mm-hmm. But now I see where they're coming from. Because you I had just... a I had a joke that I said on stage that I've I've only really done two or three times where I say like um my son would come down the stairs like literally holding his phone watching a game and I'm like what are you doing do you know it's what is it with your age group that can't experience things for themselves mm-hmm. like you, you know with all the money we've paid for your game and you're sitting watching somebody else play it yeah. I'm like go and experience for your experience it for yourself. And my son's like, okay, Dad, I will do. And I said, like, right, go get something to eat. And he goes, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're watching Gogglebox. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing, but we're all going that way. Yeah, but maybe it's just that's just a new way of enjoying things is watching other people enjoy it. It's like unboxing. It's weird. People, though. like unboxing became such a big Stop thing. Stop hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that became a big thing. Like we just wanted to watch other people get you. Hmm. And I probably started off with like, okay, that's things I'll never have and can't afford. So I'm going to watch other people on box expensive toys or expensive bags or whatever it is like people love watching people just like take out new makeup and unbox new Mm. things but i watch an unboxing video in terms of like recently when we got a gopro i was like right rather than me reading the instructions here adhd classic i'll watch somebody else take it all apart and go oh so this is what this is for this is what this does this is what this does whereas watching people experiencing things is like it's it's weird and a wee bit sad 
But this is like, there are two types of people with like Ikea furniture and you and I are those two types of people. I'm right and you're wrong. No, I read the instructions diligently. Mm. I'm like, then this is the next step. This is the next step. This is the next step. And things get made right. You either watch a YouTube video or skip it all and just go. No. That whole luxury. No, you used to just go bang it up. You've made one thing in our house by yourself. Our wardrobe. Oh, right. Falling apart. Hold on. Hold on. That's Hold falling on apart for, for two reasons. One, too many clothes in it, right? Second of all, yes. No, you can't get any of the drawers <laughs> closed and none of the doors closed properly. Okay. They're like, they're closed at night. Yes, but that's, have you seen the size of that wardrobe? And I built that myself at midnight when winter was sleeping. I was trying to be really quiet and it was in the awkward space. Our bed was in the road and it was like, whenever we just moved in and you wouldn't help me build it, you went somewhere. And well, I why had didn't to you wait till two in the morning to take him home from camping? <laughs> no, I just think I had to get that up. But I, but I have built loads of stuff in our house. Or co-built them, and they've they've been great. Co-built them means with me. Yeah, but I had to stand there and be all this is the instructions, and then you would be like, right, and then I would call the instructions out. Okay. Everything we've done, I'll have the instructions because you don't want to look at them, but you'll put a video on and follow the video instead. Because they're in black and white, and they're two D, and they're shite. They're, they're not exciting enough for you. No. Why not? Everything should come with a QR code now. Just a page with a QR code, and you just scan the QR code. It loads up a YouTube video, and you just watch somebody make it, and they tell you sim- simplistically. But then you're relying on a person, yeah. And rather than like tried and tested method that's written down exactly how the manufacturers would build it. Nonsense. Nonsense. Right. Fine. Who made the instruction book? The, the man. <laughs> Do you mention the man, Mr. Ikea? I don't know. I, I just think there's, that's two types of people. Like what came first, the furniture or the instructions? Um, fuck, there's a, there's a rabbit hole right there. Uh, we started weaning Rocky this week, you were about to say a while ago. Yeah. Sort of giving him... From rabbit holes to children's holes. <laughs> Michael's. He's loving it, isn't he? Loves it. Do you know why I would it. love to be a baby again? To taste food for the first time. Like that's an exciting really? time. I couldn't fucking wait to wean him because I just want to see their face going. Mm. Like yesterday I gave him some apple... Like pureed apple with cinnamon, and he was like, "I hate like everything sugary. at the start, though." No, but it, his face was like, because it was like sugar, like it was like a really sweet taste. He's really tasted milk up until then, hmm. and just like me, my milk sour. <laughs> no, but he was just like, you know, and I and I and I love that. And it's like seeing their reaction to everything. And what tasting. did you discover this week as well? Your breast milk. Oh my god! I fixed our Wayne's face. Mm-hmm. So Rocky had like a real bad breakout of. On his skin, his face was like all red, blotchy, scabby. All of his face. It was starting to go to his elbow and his knee and all too. It was probably was eczema. Ex- yeah, we thought it was. Is it eczema, eczema or eczema? I would say eczema, but... Either way. And uh, the doctor had given me like medicated cream and we were using like a vino and different stuff, different baby washes, whatever. And, his face. and he had it for a couple of weeks and it really was violent sometimes. It was really red looking. I was starting to get really dry. Nothing was working. And I started putting breast milk on his face, just like a couple of drops, rubbing it on his cheeks. And within two days... Clear as day. Isn't that mad? Yeah. And you think, like, what is that doing to your ins? Like, what is that doing for a baby's insides? Like, their gut health and all that does Mm. that for their skin? Actually, I asked this morning on Instagram if anyone had any questions for us today. And one of them was about breastfeeding, about how I can work and breastfeed. Because obviously, breastfeeding is really demanding. And, well, the answer was pumping. Those electric pumps that you have are great. Yeah. They're worth every penny. How much are they? £500. Each? But for the two, for the two, no, you can just do one bib and you can move it over to the other. But if you've mm-hmm. like time is of the essence, you can just put two in. But there's 500 pounds for both of them, which is probably probably one of the most expensive pumps out there. But I just put them on and drive, yeah, 
Yeah, and you walk about like Robo Diddies. It's like it's two lights. There's like Sean, nipple lights on each one, isn't there? I went to see Barbie, right? And I was in the uh, the Avenue Cinema in Belfast on Real Cinema for a date night, by the way. And we, I went to the bathroom with my sister-in-law to put the pumps in, and you just literally slide them under your bra. They look there's like this sort of like you're like a I don't know size of a burrito. I don't know, but you put them under your bra. And there's a light in the eye. And I remember walking back into the cinema and it's in pure darkness. And I was all, shit, my tits are lit up. And I walked in and I was like robo tits. It was like two big lights. Wonder Woman. And I was walking in. And my, it was it was Trish and my sister-in-law went to me, do you not look at your tits? And I walked in my seat like this here, covering myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm scundered. Because I, I, there was literally two lights coming for me. Like I was a fucking a Christmas tree. But they're great. The only thing is, though, is whenever I was doing the Hindu, somebody during my hair shows dropped one of mine. Now it makes like a noise, I guess. Right. <laughs> so it pumps. So now when I'm sitting in rooms every single time and I'm pumping, somebody was all, what is that noise? And I have to be like, that's my dad's. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, they used to be completely silent. Whereas mm-hmm. now all you can hear is that wee high-pitched. It's like a wee tiny wee live version. <laughs> 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 or somebody cycling uphill. Yeah. Running out of breath. <clears throat> yeah, we with also asthma. didn't, and was it, uh, I was going to say a housewife, midwife, said us as well <coughs> about some concoction. Now, you oh, told wow. me a story this morning or yesterday about someone who... yeah. I had a nappy rush in school or nurse, in nursery. Someone messaged me on Instagram and said that uh, they worked in a nursery because obviously breast milk also works on conjunctivitis and nappy rashes. So like if you just like put it on anywhere basically that your baby's sore, the breast milk will try and heal it. And uh, this, she was working in a nursery and it was something like they rang to say her baby had a nappy rash. Could they maybe put cream on the baby because they have to get permission to do stuff like that or maybe they didn't have the right cream. I don't know. And this man just went in and just got a bap out and just squirted the milk onto the in baby's the arse. In the bathroom, not in front of the baby. Well, I think I, in the bath. And just squirted the milk from her bib onto the baby's arse and it cleared it up. Amazing. But you think back to like caveman times, cavewoman times back in the day. They didn't have soda cream. Yeah. Soda cream. So they had to do, <laughs> they had to, the, the, so your body is made to solve all those problems. Do you know what I mean? It's unreal, isn't it? So they didn't have eye drops and soda cream and What's, Aveeno. What is that concoction we met up though one time that the yeah. midwife was telling us about? That's really good as well if you don't breastfeed. That's when we went to the doctor. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. We went to the doctor after we had Rocky, or after we had Winter. She had a really bad nappy rash. She was also crying all the time and we kept taking her back to the GP being all, please fix her. And I haven't done one time and I also had a rash on my face and uh, mm-hmm. the I, I was like, is this hormonal? Like, when will this go away or whatever? And he was all, listen, don't worry, it's not going to spread, it's fine. And then he went, also, a bit of makeup won't harm. And I was all, <laughs> are you shitting me? And he went, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, a bit of makeup won't harm it. It's not going to make it worse. If you put makeup on, it's not going to make it worse. And I was like, oh, you're lucky that you, f- you fixed that. Because I genuinely saw, I'm about to sue your ass. But fix my baby first. <laughs> um, so it was him that told us then. He was It was a mixture of metanium cream, soda cream, Vaseline, and olive oil in equal parts. Mixed will take your baby's nappy rash away. In you no mix time. it in the wee tub and stick it in your nappy bag. It's Works wonders, million. doesn't it? Yeah, it's the best. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Tried and tested. Mm-hmm. It's the alternative to breast milk because a couple of people have messaged me saying, can I send them some breast milk? 
Really? All weird men. Spine to be. <laughs> no babies. Spine to be. I'm not going to be making you send me 30 million <laughs> from a company. You're you're mad though for <laughs> you're mad for like tiny spillages, aren't you? Like you to you, it's like a scra- oh. scratch card. That's like <laughs> sure, I thought you meant like I'm walking around leaking. Hey, do you know how much work it is? To, and also, if you spill milk, it's not like there's a endless supply. Like it's not like you can just you know if you have formula, there's lots in the cupboard. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if if you spill milk, what are you gonna do? You have to pro- you have to go produce it again to give to the baby, you know, like because that's the important for you to have when I'm not there, when you're when I'm working, whatever. Then you can feed the baby. If you spill it, we're fucked. What do you do? So when you die, would you advise me to like do a wee post on Facebook going, "Has anyone got any breast milk?" I would say there's a wee if you if you if you got me good and fresh after dying, you could probably squeeze some out. No way. Well, I had this thought the other day. Intrusive thoughts, probably another. ADHD <laughs> symptom. I had this thought the other day. I was driving home and I was like, if I'm in a car crash right now and I end up in a coma and the baby was starving, because at that stage I was thinking, what's in the freezer? Oh, can, I, fingers milk. can I put him on you when you're in a coma? Uh huh. And you should, otherwise I'll get mastitis. Oh, geez, you don't want that when you're in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, you want is a lumpy boob? <laughs> yeah, like I would imagine. I mean, this is just for toxic. I don't know what the legalities are. I don't know if you could just walk in to Cook Avenue Area Hospital and just put a baby on my boob and the doctors be okay with it. But like, if you, like, surely that would be the smartest thing to do. To mm. one, keep my milk there. Two, keep the baby fed. And three, so that I wouldn't get mastitis. You would at least have to wean him off. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just go, here's a bottle of formula straight away and my boobs explode. Yeah. But isn't that weird? Just isn't means I'd have to keep visiting you in hospital to feed them. It's <laughs> the only thing to me. Yeah. I'd be like, just leave my number and just go, give me a shout if she wakes up. Leave the baby. Hmm. I'm with the hospital. I say I have another. I've I have loads in the house. I'll not miss them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll not even know. <laughs> Test me. Yeah. So that's what. So it's okay to obviously give him other people's breast milk. And do you think, is he going to taste it and be like, oh, that's not my ma? Or? Probably, yeah. But I think that that's what they used to do years ago. Wet nurses. Hmm. She used to be communities, wasn't there? Where there was a couple Villages. of mothers and they just used to all feed everybody's children. I think that's what the, the, that's what people did years ago. It wasn't just it wasn't just the mother fed the baby. It was other all the breastfeeding mums, I think. All lactating mums, I think all breastfed each other's babies. I absolutely could be making this up. <laughs> no, I think you're right. But I do think it sounds about right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like uh, that, I think that might be where the whole takes a village thing comes from. Like you know, to takes feed a, village a to, to feed a baby. <laughs> to feed a baby? No, it's it takes a village to raise a baby. Because people used to collectively oh. raise children. Like people did not do that on their own. I seen a news report years ago on BBC News one morning, and it was about this local community. I think it was in England. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, basically, there was a doctor amongst them. There was a farmer. There was a hairdresser. There was a childcare baby minder or whatever and they all worked together and no one actually physically went off to work they yeah. just all provided for each other in this small community I mean that's brilliant it's class isn't it yeah yeah I'd be up for that it sort of means though that like do you mean like nobody gets paid anymore any yeah, less yeah. everyone provides nobody the needs service money. that They're they all, need yeah, yeah. and, and then fun. I think the jobs that aren't as valued in our lives now would be just as valued you know, the something that's not as valued would be valued just as much as, say, a GP because they're all needed. You know, yeah, yeah. Who, who's going to yeah. do all the things? The only thing is, well, you'd have to raise your kids to be the same. It's like you couldn't raise somebody and he's like a wee lad goes off to be a footballer and you're like... The Nobody needs that. Village going to watch him do toe taps all day, you know? So? Don't shoot. <laughs> What's going on? 
You've just realised that football is not important. Oh, it's entertainment to me. You could raise a comedian. They could tell jokes every weekend. Yeah, but that's that. Well, that could be. That's that could be. <laughs> people might need we'll that. Wrap us up and, and go home. Mental and health. It's the last episode. People need it. People need it. Yeah, of course. Um, Comedy is so valuable at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. How do you feel about the scene over here, having become a part of it in in recent years? It's ex- taken over. I, I, it's, it's an exciting scene to be a part of. I think whenever you go and gig outside of here, a lot of people are like, a, 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 you know, want to ask about the scene here because it's mm. thriving and there's so many mm. amazing. For such a small place, there's so many really talented comedians. Is the thing, and do, also like people just do what it used to be. Up until recent years, the music scene here was huge, and now oh, I yeah. think the comedy scene has taken over the music scene in regards yeah, yeah. to that's what the, that's what people are into now. People want to go see live comedy. Yeah, and do you think it's the more great comedians breed bigger and better audiences, or do you think the audiences breed better comedians? Maybe, maybe chicken and the egg. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I think that. Yeah, I think once people get, like we've said before, once you go to live comedy for the first time, lots of people get bit by the bug and then just want to go see lots more, and then they start to discover comedians that they didn't realize that were even here, and then. They tell their friends, and then it's a it's a it's a hand in hand sort of thing. But like for me, like I only really started properly doing stand up after I had kids, mm. and which is mad because I'd have loved to have done it before because I would have had more energy and more time to concentrate on it and whatever. But then maybe it was just always the right time to do it after having You'd kids. Have had no material. I have no material. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've always, I've always like been like having to rush home because I've got a baby to feed or like, you know, knackered or whatever, but like, it's a good, it's a good, like distract, not distraction, but it's, it's a good alternative. Like in the evenings you can go out and do something that's like, it's like adult day. But then obviously like after I had winter was when I really started doing stand up, and actually that's when I was in a world of despair. Like after I had winter, it was like the mm. hardest time in my life for me and you wouldn't have known because I was out doing stand-up at the same time and it was when I was starting mostly yeah you know what I mean I, would you be okay to talk about that more yeah yeah I think depth? yeah yeah it's fine because obviously so after I had winter I had postnatal depression for about a year and a half yeah well, definitely you, a year anyway Do you, would you say you don't have it now like yeah. 100% it's gone don't have it now absolutely when not. did it go um, I'd say before I got pregnant with Rocky, so maybe when winter was about a year and a half. That's when I stopped taking medication for it anyway, because um, and then I, I think a, a lot of it's hormonal and then circumstantial as well. Like it was the pan, so I went as a pandemic baby. Like we had her in April twenty twenty one, so that was like she was, and I my whole pregnancy was in lockdown. The birth was during. COVID's height, you know, mm-hmm. all all those lend itself to just being a traumatic experience. We had COVID. We had COVID. When you give birth? Like, I'd say in the week, in the two weeks after I had winter, I probably lost about two stone mm-hmm. because I could not eat from being so sick and was also trying to look after a baby and I was yeah. shivering with fever every day, all day and all night, all, you know. And also, I was doing the blame game straight away. Yeah. I remember so we, sick. we were lying in bed one night and you... We're thinking, should I ring an ambulance here? Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, if you ring an ambulance, you might not get out of hospital. Because at that time, people went into hospital and didn't come out. They died. And <clears throat> I wasn't allowed to bring the baby with me because it's a dangerous place to be. And I was yeah. breastfeeding her and she wouldn't take a bottle. Yeah. So I literally had no choice but to stay in the house. And I couldn't breathe. Mm. I could not fucking breathe. Do you remember I took a massive 
coffin fit, choking attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was holding winter and we were sat in bed and you were out in your fucking cabin. <laughs> That's what it's for. Out in the driveway that you'd built. Mm. And Tom heard me from another room and came in and I was like, and then he ran, ran and got you and I was having a full COVID coffin fit. I was recording the a podcast. I remember I was recording a podcast out in the cabin. Because I used to do a wee podcast out there. And Tom came out and he was like white as a sheet. He was like in shock. Yeah. And I just fucking fired the mic out of my way and just bolted into Finish the house. Finished your bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ran up the stairs. Give the audience what they want, and then straight up, <laughs> ten minutes later. Uh, yeah, because I was, I was, I should, I definitely should have been hospitalised. My COVID was really, really bad, mm. and then so that probably aided to having postnatal <clears throat> depression on top of a baby that was really, really unsettled. If I'd had Rocky first, and this is not to blame it on Winter, that's awful, but like Rocky's a very easygoing baby. He's very laid back. He's he's easy to look after. Whereas Winter was wasn't well. So she was really upset all the time and she never slept. So we never slept and it was really difficult. So on top of everything, and that's your first, that's your first experience of becoming a mum is a baby who screams all day and you, yeah. your world is just turned upside down. Which isn't her fault, obviously. Not at all. She wasn't well. She did a thing called torticollis, which meant her, she could not turn her neck to the left, her head, like she couldn't turn her head to the left. And I remember we took her to an osteopath, which is also something we would recommend oh, yeah, to everybody yeah, yeah. who has yeah. a baby. Um, it's like an MOT. Yeah. For your skeleton, because even though we said we were going to bring Rocky to one, but, but he's so settled, he's we have no need to, yeah. And because his birth was really quick, yeah. whereas I think if you have a long birth, when you think about it, Winter was in the birth canal for nearly two hours, yeah. Rocky was 10 minutes, and that's a minging dude, like that's, that's a, a <laughs> that's a sword. I know, like <laughs> you're so squished, their yeah. heads are those cone heads, yeah. So they're that she's there for so tra it's trauma, it's like a car accident. So then whenever she comes out, she's like. She has physical trauma and so they need to go get like a to an osteopath to have like an MOT. And she had so much wrong with her, didn't she? Yeah, so she wasn't she wasn't well, so obviously that aided to it. And I remember like just obviously it being awful and just being just crying all the time. And then the health visitor came in when winter was about six weeks. And she just sort of went Remember they asked she asked you to leave the room? Mm. Because she, she I think she could tell I was just a mess. And she asked you to leave the room because they always want to make sure that you're not in a like a vulnerable situation with your partner at home. And then she was like, is everything okay? And then well, that's when people ask that. That's, mm -hmm. that's when you're like... That happens <sighs> again. And then you just start you start crying. And I was like, I'm fine. And then I but, but I just kept going to her, I'm fine though, it's fine. Like I'm obviously just knackered or whatever. And I, I, wasn't, I was just like, no, I'm fine. And then she left the house and 15 minutes later, my GP rang me. She'd rang the GP straight away and was like, you need to get that wee girl on something. Yeah. And then I started taking sertraline for like a year and a half. But then... Maybe it's sertraline. <laughs> but the, they had to keep up on my dosage too because there was a couple of times that it was just like I still wasn't feeling any better. And it's mad because this is the exact same time then I was out in the evenings doing stand-up and writing. And I remember writing... nobody for, sees. Writing for the blame game and you're like trying to be funny but you're literally crying all day every day. Yeah. And your job is to be funny. It's like that analogy when they say like, do you know that the man goes to the doctors and he's like, I'm really depressed. Can can you help me? And the doctor goes, there's a clown in town and he makes everyone laugh. Go see the clown. And the guy goes, I am the clown. Who'll make me laugh? Please put the EastEnders music after <laughs> that. That would be class. <laughs> Guys, I am the kind. <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> yeah. So, how did you come out of it? 
Um, I think the best thing I did was it was accept that I had postnatal depression and that it wasn't just like, oh, it's just difficult, you know, and genuinely going on medication was the best thing I ever done. But I also did a thing called EMDR, EDMR. Oh, yeah, the shoulder tapping thing you did. Which is so funny because you asked me to do that the other night in bed. No. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it really turns me on when you tap your shoulders. The other night in bed. Like we were talking, we were because we started sleep training with Rocky, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you, I was up to high dough, and you were like, and you went to me, can you, can you do that shoulder tapping thing or something? So yourself out, and I was like, no, it's working out. Also, forget how to do it. But I did. I I seen a therapist too for a while, and um, over like postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety and stuff, and she had encouraged me to do a thing called EDMR, EMD. I can't remember. But it's like to do with your eye movement. It's about something to do with traumatic memories in your brain are stored in a different place than your happy memories. And those ones you can't, for, they're like really front and centre. So it's about tricking your brain and to bank them in a different place so that they don't, they're not constantly associated with the thing. Like say you have, for me, it was like winter was so upset all the time. So I couldn't leave her with anyone because the one or two times we did try and leave her, I would get a phone call half an hour later saying she's hyperventilating in tears since you've left and I would have to rush back home and grab her. So for me then, it was like, no, I have trauma from leaving her with anyone. And I was the only person ever that could soothe her. So it was my full responsibility. And she never took a battle. So it was my full responsibility to keep her alive. Nobody else's. So everywhere I went, she went. Which then led to such attachment issues on both parts. So then, um, me, I wanted to do that EDMR, EMDR, I can't remember, EDMR, I think it is. Do you Google it, please, Dan? I wanted to do that type of therapy because I knew that I had banked traumatic memories that were going to constantly be associated with leaving her with anyone that I was never going to be able to shake off without mm. treating that properly. And it worked to an extent because very soon after that then she went into daycare and we started leaving her with your mum once a week and I was able to do that and I could just work on it do you know what I mean yeah yeah but obviously I still have major I still don't want to leave my kids with anyone except for you you know yeah I still find that really difficult but I don't think that's part of postnatal depression I think that's just because I have that trauma from winter that I find that really difficult to, to get over Um. what were the signs that you had it do you think postnatal depression oh just constantly crying do you know I remember one day we tried to go to Newcastle when Winter was a couple months old and do you remember she do you remember that day it was a really hot day in the summer and she screamed it's about an hour's drive the entire time and when she screamed she would choke and go purple and just like oh yeah yeah really like deathly noise you're still triggered when you hear a baby crying oh yeah because it was like she was like so upset when she would cry well, you're like, what is going on? All your needs are met. You're fed, you're dry. You're like, what's going on? And then we actually stopped about 15 minutes outside of Newcastle and turned around and went home because we were like, this isn't worth it. And I remember had to be in the back seat with her to try and keep her entertained and trying to try to soothe her to go to sleep, just crying the whole way home. And I remember getting home and standing in the kitchen with you. And I said to you, which I really regret now. I remember saying to you, I regret having her. Uh, and I really hate that I said that because I didn't mean it yeah. but I was obviously like just really upset at the time I was like this is awful this is fucking awful it's not what it's supposed to be you're meant to have a child and it's meant to be you know a fun fucking time and I just remember going I regret having her which I don't and I didn't you know yeah, what I mean course, but you say course. that and you're like why did I why? But, yeah. but think I'm, of I'm like, probably not the first person to think that whenever yeah. their child's 
get whenever you're having such a hard time. But think of arguments. Think of things people say. You know, in the heat of the moment, and when it's they're at their the despair, they're in despair. You know, it's like mm. obviously no one would ever think that you meant that. Do you know what I mean? Like the two of you are so inseparable too. It's yeah, it's she's you have a lovely chair. relationship. <laughs> she's here. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, like you know, it's hard to see yourself coming through postnatal depression. I feel like I had it for so long as well, and I still have things that are that are like definitely postnatal depression. I'm very happy now. Mm-hmm. Um. But that you do come through it, and I do think a lot of it's hormonal, like accepting medication, which so many people don't want to do. It's you know, and yeah. I for different reasons, but accepting medication was was definitely the start because it kick started just like settling your nerves over things, and then uh, then you can work on the trauma side of it. Do you know what I mean? Is that your advice for <clears throat> any people who are going through it that you would just seek, like first of all? Come to the realization that you have it, but then seek obviously medical help. And yeah, <clears throat> now there's holistic ways too. You know, you can do things that ease your mind. If it's yoga or walking or time for yourself, I do think whenever you have your first child and you're like, you know, every ounce of you becomes a parent, and mm-hmm. you no longer are yourself. Like I am, like in the middle of writing a show at the minute too. That's about finding yourself after becoming a mum because you you're completely changed forever. And lots of it's not for the good. You know, you'll compl- and I know it's the next chapter, but you completely, completely lose yourself. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same for dads as well. Like, But I think hormonally yeah, yeah. for mums. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think as well, like when you have a partner who has definitely got postnatal depression, there's a way of handling that that's helpful and a way to handle it that's not. Like for you... I know you're still in a place where you're like, you would love us to go away more and be, you know, get like a night away. And so would I. Yeah, like, I fucking you. love that. But yeah. I still really struggle with somebody minding the kids overnight. And I was talking to a girl last week, actually, and she was like, because winter's now two and a half. And she was like, you haven't had a night away yet? And I was like, no, we haven't even went no. out. We haven't even went out. No. We don't. We just work and look after the kids or else we do the old thing maybe individually. But we, we haven't had social time yet. Like going out or going, that's why we do date night in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go to bed. <clears throat> you know, we haven't been able to go away for a night of away because we are so, because of, because of me. And I know it's because of me. So I do know that like, unless you're up for another divorce, <laughs> we, should, we, we do need to start making time that's, that's for us to go away as well. But how would you, like for you, you know, is there anything you would like to say to people who have a partner who has postnatal depression? Like how to be mindful or how to make... Just talk, talk more, Joe. Just look for signs and try and figure out how you can help and try and not take it to heart as well, which is almost impossible to do, where you don't take things thick and don't make them about yourself. Do you know what I mean? Where you, not not in a selfish way, I mean just in terms of like, how, how would you put it? Like, you don't... If something hurts your feelings or something they say or do affect you in a negative way, don't try not to make it about yeah, you it, or make it personal. Do you know, it might be understand easy. that they're going through something. It might be easy for you to be like, why do you not want us to go and have nights away anymore? Yeah. Like, you know, as we used to beforehand, where it's yeah. obviously nothing to do with like, I want to spend time with you on your own. It's yeah. more like, I don't, I would be up to high dough the whole time. Yeah. But I've set myself this goal of your 40th and I was like, you deserve... For us to one have a night. night without the kids. <laughs> it's up one night. Maybe I'm a really good liar. Slash actor. I mean, it would have to be unless you're going to drone fucking 
milking. Daddy milk. <laughs> gonna, Over to where you are. Going to meet are. up with your man at a bus stop and feed Rocky. <laughs> then, <laughs> then head back again. So what advice would you give to partners? Like what if you could go back in time, what would you say to me? Like how could I help you going through that traumatic um, experience? I think you were great, you know, and I do I do think it's about when knowing what triggers somebody to feeling worse that day and trying to avoid those things. I remember there was loads of loads of days where you used to say to me in the morning, What will we do today? And my arse would fall through, just mm. that. Because I'd be like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to leave this house. I don't want to end it. I don't want to have to get dressed. I don't want to have to bring Winter somewhere because she's going to scream and cry the place down. It's going to be an awful experience. I wonder you why I have it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go anywhere. That's me every day. But you used to say to me every morning, what will we do today? Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, I used to dread you asking me, what will we do? And I'd be like, fucking nothing. Yeah. Please just sit in the house. I don't want to go anywhere. So I think knowing what it is that's triggering to the other person, I suppose, and trying to—I don't know—I don't even know if it's healthy avoiding it or addressing it. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I don't mm. have all the answers either. Do you know? But I do think it's um, being, I suppose, mindful of like your behaviour isn't permanent, and which is hard to see past. Yeah, because there's a. I I always have I have a big picture mentality and you yeah. have a today mentality so it is always hard for you I'm always going this is this too shall pass I always know like even if it's a great time or a bad time or whatever it is I always be like or like planning something I be planning things now for like next September and you be like that we don't need to plan that far in advance and I'm all yes we do for yeah. work stuff yes we do um, but that's one thing I've realised recently that why we work so well together is because I feel like once you realise your strengths and weaknesses and the other person's strengths and strengths yeah. and weaknesses, you can sort of fuse them together to make just a a brilliant kind of end product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever like one think, lacks, like, the other one yeah, has. Yeah. yeah. Which is instead of using it against the person, just understand and realise that, oh, they maybe don't know how to do that or, you know, that's yeah. what they thrive in other departments. They sort of lack in this department, but that's where you thrive and you pick up the pieces and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, definitely like postnatal depression passes. I was really worried pregnant with Rocky that I was going to have it again mm. because you can't. And I remember also look, one of the biggest things where I was like, how the hell can I have postnatal depression? I've been trying to have a child for seven years mm. because this is what I wanted. And I was like, what a stupid bitch I was thinking this would be fun. Mm. Like I was like, what the hell? And then, and then I, and that's why I, think I, why I was in denial because I was like, there's no way I've got postnatal depression because <laughs> I've been trying to have this for a long time. This is all I want. And then it was like, a, then you, suppose you, just, you just have to accept it. And, and then with Rocky, like I, I was I feared that my body would recognise pregnancy and childbirth and having a newborn and just go into the same fight or flight mode that it was in a few years ago but it, but it, it definitely didn't look One of the Kardashians named their children Rocky this week Cheeky Do you think the followers Do you know what's really annoying Everyone will think voices? we named No Everyone will think we named our baby after theirs I know I know For the rest of our lives because we'll be at the same time It's like if you see anyone now who's about 18 called Britney you'd be like you're mad, like you, you're from Dundonald, you're mad, like you were named after Britney yeah. Spears, do you know what I mean? But now people, because like Rocky's in a regular name, people like he's named that after Travis Barker and, and Courtney Kardashian's baby. It's like they got it from us. I know, nobody will believe us. No. They'll forge the certificate to make him look seven months older, <laughs> six months older. <laughs> Season court, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but Rocky's Rocky's a cool name. Mm. Like I'm it. happy with my choices. Your your granddad bought us or bought him boxing gloves, like adults' boxing gloves, yeah. as a, a a birth present. And I didn't get it. Uh, Do you remember I was all (laughs) Why that's so rare And I was like what if he's into football And you were like it's because he's called Rocky And I was like oh (laughs) That's quite fun Now you you decorated his room With mountains Uh Like decal is it called Yeah yeah. Yeah? Did you know Did you do that because Rocky Mountains No But that's a fun surprise isn't it For who For everyone that's His name's on the on the wall, it says Rocky, and then there's all these mountainous decals below, and you went, oh, Rocky Mountains, and I was like, well, that's what I meant. <laughs> so you had no, no idea? No, I just thought, at the time, I thought, his dad's really into all that outdoorsy stuff. Now, oh, I would yeah. just stick a row of terraced houses up on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking YouTube. Yeah, replace the outdoor fire with some central heating. Yeah. <laughs> just make it homely. Yeah. Um, is there anything before we finish up that you want to? I love you. Oh, every you're, day. You're a great mum and um, good job. You're doing a great job. <laughs> good job, you. Yeah. Thanks very much. Pass your back over. Are you patting me in the back? Well done. <laughs> Keep you, it you up. Just fucking dick me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Do you know what? Um, do you, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this or not very quickly before we go because obviously you're a fucking class dad and I think you sacrifice a lot of yourself to be a dad because you've been being a dad for so long that you haven't been able to like you don't have the time that you would have had for work that you would have been able to you know you would you don't have the freedom to like travel the world and take over the world and do all these things because you've been you've been having kids since you were like 20 um, but winter is going through a major Mum phase at the minute. Aye, aye. And I watch you every day break your heart a wee bit. She hates my guts at the minute, doesn't she? Like, no matter what I do. like I. But do you know what? See, when you're not there... She's all over you. She's all over me. Like, I take her places and she buzzes. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a great relationship. But then, as soon as you're around, she's just like... We go for a walk, Mummy, and I was all, yeah, we'll, come on, we'll go to the park. And she goes, no, just me, Mummy and Rocky. And I'm like, I would... I'll go too. And she goes, no, you stay here. And then just looks at me and then looks away. And I'm like, right, like, okay. I'm I, definitely still going to go. But The other day I was like, it's great to know. is he nipping her when I'm not here? I know. Because I know. like, it's so weird. Now there has been phases where you've been like number one as well. There was a, there was one phase. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks one time where she wanted you to put her to bed, remember? Yeah, yeah. But I think she's just used to me putting her to bed. No, she's just you putting her to bed. Yeah. But like, yeah, there was like, you were... Equal at one point, <laughs> no one's a favourite. But every day I'd be like, God, I like I feel so bad because she's now just like, she just wants me all the time and I feel, and I would I would be gutted if she was being to me like that. Whereas they do say like toddlers just always go through a phase, there's always, there's a favourite parent at any given moment and you don't take it seriously. And also you don't tell them off for it because they don't mean it. Yeah. Because like, you know, she would turn and go, I hate thingy. And then 10 months later, she saw, I love thingy. And you're all, you need to catch yourself on. I know. Le- I know. Learn what you like. I wonder, is it like, because every time you go to work, I just like kick her off the couch. I just, like, <laughs> I just do this here and just go. Yeah, you're all, <laughs> Peppa, Ronaldo. <laughs> Bye, Peppa. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this has been Meet the Parents podcast, where, as always, we're looking out for sponsorship. Mm-hmm. If you've got a family event coming up, if you've got something for Christmas, if you've got a 
a hotel break for couples that you want to sort of... Um, but you're happy the, for one guy to go on his own too? <laughs> me, and, me and Dan will go, won't we, Dan? Do you know, Dan's doing all the work over there as well. So, um, yeah, if there's anything you want advertised, give us a shout. And uh, we can also, collaborate on social media. Yeah, I get lots of messages and we've yet to like go through a lot of them of people going like, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And we will do, we will get to those as well. Um, like people, Lots of people have asked me for you to talk more about like the ins and outs of a vasectomy. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. you know, so if there is any topics that you would like us to talk about, um, just messages on Instagram. Yeah, our son, we're uh, sleep training him. At this, we're on day two at the minute, so we're going to talk about... Today. Day three today, so we're going to talk about that in depth. In a couple of weeks' time. In two weeks. Yeah. Um, there was something else we were going to talk about as well, but I can't remember what it was. Don't know, but we'll uh, let you know how sleep training goes. Yeah, but, and other things too. Uh, and yeah. other things? No, the, do you know what the other thing was? How expensive childcare is. That's what I've been asked about as well. In this area. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that down the line as well. All right. Because we're experts in it all. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs>